Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Uh, lots of varying reports on this. In the main, it seems to have been broadly welcomed. Uh, what for you are the key points uh, that have been made in Budget 2023, please? Well, I suppose the, some of the key points is the, the backdrop around to the budget. It's a very difficult situation. You know, Families and businesses are suffering an awful lot with the increased inflation caused by the war in Ukraine and the weaponisation of energy by Vladimir Putin. So what the government was trying to do here is to strike a balance to support those families and businesses who, who need uh, very much short-term supports, but also ensuring that we have a balanced budget that can support people into the medium and long term as well. And I think if you look at the increases around supports for pensioners, around childcare, the business supports that have been put in place, I think we've struck that balance quite well. And in the short term, what you're seeing is the 600 euros electricity credit, which has uh, costed just over 1 billion euros, an increase in the fuel allowance, double week for pensioners and carers. So a lot of support for people, very vulnerable people, and, and including as well care support grant and doubling of the child benefit. And then we've seen financial support being put in place for schools as well, higher education and the local authorities and for uh, nursing homes and hospices and the arts and sports community as well. So we've tried our best to ensure that, as I said, that real pain is minimised. We can't remove it all as a result of high inflation, but also then the more core supports that will be lasting into the long-term increases in social welfare and also significant tax cuts as well. So as I said, try to get that broad approach, but also targeted measures for the most vulnerable people. Right, I mean, we're going to hear from the Carers Association a little bit later on in the programme, but I mean, I'm looking at page six of the Irish Independent where uh, Ellen Coyne has an article where she says, she quotes a mum of one alias who says, the 100 euro rise in care tax credit is insulting. Um, so not everyone's going to be happy with this, Minister. No, but I would, I, I would expect that you know, almost any family where you have a care as well, that there are other supports that are being put in place through this budget as well, through the broad range of financial supports. You know, I mean, that family would also be entitled to the 600 electricity credit that would be brought forward as well. Um, if the Depending on the income of the main breadwinner as well, there would be obviously increase in the tax balance, which would put significant funds back into people's pockets as well. So it will. And I think if you look at, for example, someone on an old-age pensioner, you know, they've seen, for example, a single person living alone and receiving fuel allowance would see an increase of over €2,375 take-home between now and the end of next year. A couple pension who, for the first time, will receive the fuel allowance as a result of the broadening of the fuel allowance bans will see an even bigger increase coming into their pocket as well. So I think what you have to do with a budget like this um, look at all of these supports that have been put in place in the round, whereas in any individual situation and in any uh, individual measure, of course, you can always do more, and we'd always love to have done more, but ultimately, yeah. the books have to balance, and I, and I would say to somebody, sit down and maybe look at each of the individual pieces combined and see how they're affecting you, because I think in most cases, especially for families, you'll find that the combined supports are very significant 
One of the areas I'd like to discuss with you, because uh, I think people accept there are a lot of positives in this, but there are also concerns, and one in particular is health care. I see that free GP care is to be extended to 420,000 people under a widening of the free GP care eligibility scheme. But this is not across the line with the doctors, is it? This has not got across the line at the moment. And at the moment, as you and I both well know, it's practically impossible for people to get doctor's appointments within a period of two to three weeks. So how is this going to be done, Minister, when it hasn't been decided and agreed with the medical practitioners themselves? So I accept GP practices are under huge pressure. I'm in regular contact with GPs themselves and of course people who are struggling to get those appointments with GPs. Under Sanchi Care, which was a committee and that I set on to set up Sanchi Care, our aim is to get to a point where healthcare is free for everybody at a point of service and where they need it. So this is the next step in this. I suppose, look, if, if we'd have done it the other way, entered into negotiations with GPs, worked it all out, I, the challenge could be put that, well, you've agreed something and you haven't put the funding in place. So it's always a question of which do you go with first. But our aim is to provide those uh, free supports for families where they're needed, for people who need access to those healthcare supports. And Minister Donnelly is now tasked with, and will be supportive financially as well, to engage with the GPs to ensure that these, these services are put in place. We've had these challenges in the past. I think they can be addressed, but, it, but I, I do accept it is going to be quite challenging to get it uh, full, fully up and running. But it can be done, and I have no doubt it will be done. All right. Your own department, Department of Justice, uh, what sort of a level of uh, budget increase is there? Into what areas does it go? I believe there are po- there's a possibility of an extra 1,000 to Gardaí. What's happening in your own department? Yeah, so I think the key take from the Department of Justice is that extra 1,000 Gardaí. Uh, we had a recruitment process ongoing this year. We'll have another recruitment process next year. And the aim is to train 200 Gardaí every six weeks until we get those 1,000 Gardaí uh, in situ. And I think that they are very badly needed. Gardaí who are doing a phenomenal job out there. But they do need additional uh, Gardaí to, I think, really show that presence on the ground. There's also funding for additional civilian staff which will help free Gardaí uh, to get them back out onto the onto the beach as well and doing more core Garda work. We've also increased the youth diversion projects which is the diversion projects where we, we have to kind of target young people who might be veering towards criminal activities to, to help support them to get on a, a better pathway and over a million euros for the gambling regulator as well so to get the gambling regulator up and fully and running. And then outside of justice both very Wexford specific for Mara, this is the new Marine uh, Area Regulatory Authority that has been announced to be set up in Wexford Town. Over €4 million Euros has been put into the budget to help the gasket to get Mara up and running. And I expect that the location of that will be announced this side of Christmas. So that's a new state agency being up and running in, in Wexford that we expect well over 100 employees plus will be um, employed there as well. So that's good news for Wexford as well. Okay. For Wexford Town. Before we conclude then, quoting from another journalist, Philip Ryan, in today's Independent, he says the government believes it has managed to avoid landmines, but has it accidentally created a field of them that could detonate any time in the future? Pascal Donoghue will point to his National Reserve Fund, which will have £6 billion in it by the end of the year. Uh, but uh, he says one uh, government spokesperson is quoted as saying this is a Sinn Féin budget rubber stamped by Leo Varadkar. Um, will we rue the day of these increases with a recession coming down the line? Well, look, we've tried to strike that balance and that's why we created that reserve fund to put 
some of those corporation taxes that could be volatile, they're not guaranteed to be there next year or the year after, into this reserve fund. So we have that fund if anything major goes wrong. We do live in a very volatile world. As I say, we, we, we've seen uh, the pandemic, we've seen Brexit, war in Europe, Putin, energy, uh, weaponizing energy. It is a very worrying time, and I think the general public are very, very anxious. And I think in particular, younger people and older people have gone through an anxious time over the last six, seven years, and unfortunately, that it is, that is continuing. But it's about striking that balance. But I think these supports are absolutely necessary for people. And I think it'd be very hard for anyone to look at any of these individual supports and say, you know what? I wouldn't have given that. I would take that away because people need this help right now in a very anxious time and a very anxious financially time as well as, I think, around their mental health supports. And I've got to see an increase in mental health supports in there as well. So I think we struck that balance right. We have given out as much as possible to help support people. We've kept a little bit in reserve in case things do actually get worse, which is a possibility. I also hope to certainly hope that things will actually get better into the new year. And I'd look, I'm always an optimistic person, but you do have to prepare in case things do uh, take a turn for the worse as well, obviously. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.